Welcome to episode 180 of the GSD Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Jules and Stace. Running a successful business never comes without its challenges, but it also includes a lot of highs. In this GSD Entrepreneur Podcast, we explore both. We dive into what it looks like when entrepreneurs are committed to getting done. These are people who are pursuing their dreams, so we dig deep to understand how they are doing it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Elisa Turner is more than just a health coach. She's a whole life coach with her business, Elisa Turner Whole Life Nutrition. And she leans into her own ups and downs of life, including relationships, eating, addictions, mental health issues, and spiritual experiences to be able to enter in and relate on a very deep level to the challenges her clients are experiencing. She's a certified integrative health coach who helps people channel their full potential. We get one life. Elisa believes it's her purpose on this earth to help others live that one life to the full. We hope you enjoy our conversation. We are so glad you hit play on this today. We think that you're actually in for a really big treat. So I'm Jules, your host, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Stace. Stace, hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for always being my right, my wingman. Yeah, I'm going on four years. Wing woman, I yeah. guess you wouldn't be my wingman. But you know, it's a funny story because initially you were not my host, co-host, co-host, uh, and then a dear friend decided he wasn't going to do it anymore, and then Stace came along, and Stace is not a this is well. Let's just say this is not your cup of tea. Or no. You didn't think it was, Mm-mm. but I needed a co-host, yes. and I said to you, "Would you please join me for one episode, just until I can find somebody and else?" I said, "Hell no!" <laughs> and so one per panel all, and four years later, <laughs> here here you sit, yes, <laughs> and enjoy every minute. Now I do all the scheduling of podcasts. And I get excited for every guest that walks in, and. Because really, at the end of the day, what this is all about is just getting to know new people, right. which is amazing. Right. That's like one of our very favorite things on this planet. So let's let's do this. Let's introduce our guest because yeah. we're both really excited about this guest, this topic, and the person who introduced us yes. to this guest. Mm-hmm. So which one of those do you want to take? I'll talk about the topic. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to say the guest. Elisa Turner is our guest, and we are absolutely thrilled. She's beautiful, sitting here in our studio, and she has been introduced to us through a very dear friend of ours who also lives in our neighborhood, but Karen Latzball. Who's uh, been on the podcast. Who has been on the podcast. She's got, I feel like instead of 10 fingers, she's got 10 green thumbs. Mm -hmm. But she's got a heart of gold, and we adore her, and our world lights up whenever she comes into it. So... Of course, when she emails and says, hey, I've got this person I want you to meet, our answer to that is, of course. Yes. So uh, so in comes Elisa Turner. Yeah. So why and don't you tell the guests what she does? Yeah, so I'm just, I don't, I don't really know everything she does, but I'm super excited because the first 10 minutes she's been here, we've been talking about food and the science behind it, and she brought treats, and you know, we love anyone that brings us gifts. <laughs> this is these yummy gluten-free pumpkin bars, and cannot wait to share them this uh, this evening. With, with each her. other. We're not sharing them with anyone With Luke. We're going to give them to our nephew, yes. too. So yes. um, he gets the little one. But. But uh, so just, I'm like a food geek and I've read over a thousand cookbooks, literally, and I love the science behind food. I love to cook food. I love to eat food and I love what it does in our body. And I watch any documentary on food and the good and the bad because they're, you know, with everything, everything, you have your good and bad. So I'm feeling like a really big geek right now. So and in I, every good way. And I am a food geek. So just super excited to have you with us and so you can tell us more about what you do and so we'll yeah so so it's Elisa Turner's your business mm-hmm. it's elisahealth.com a l i s a in case any of you are looking for it as we talk but she is basically she's a certified integrative health coach and it's whole life nutrition so we are about to dive into Elisa's story which i think some of you are going to be able to relate to. Um, I think there's a lot of ups and downs in your story. 
and uh, it's brought you to where you are now. And so we feel like every single time we get to do this with people, because we're learning right alongside of you, we're meeting Elisa right alongside of you guests who are listening or listeners of this show. And so every single time we get to do this, everybody's story to us is unique and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's sacred. And so, Elisa, we're really excited to get to know you uh, right alongside of our listeners. So let's do this. We're going to stop talking, turn the mic over to you, and just ask you to take us back to where you grew up and kind of map your journey out, the stepping stones of how you got from where you grew up to where you are now. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. Thank you so yeah. much for the um, beautiful introduction. <clears throat> and yes, I am I'm on a, a high, one of the ups right now awesome but it has not always been that way um for sure so hopefully i'll be able to keep it together my story is is uh, emotional but um we don't mind tears <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean i grew up in a, a very happy house i grew up um, i was born in connecticut mm-hmm. uh, and when we were two i moved to new jersey and i spent all of my childhood there and <clears throat> i think my passion for Food and health and wellness really started very young um, because my dad was in the food industry. He's a biochemist. He's on a little bit of a different track with his interest in food. Um, But food was an end and colon cancer was, you know, my my grandmother had and my father was very interested in the science, of course, as a biochemist, he's a PhD and, and research and, and health. And so, um, I grew up with, you know, whole wheat bread and skim milk and, and, and a fruit and a vegetable and a whole grain and some fish and chicken. And, um, and so, you know, relatively for that time, you know, 42 years ago, I just um, saw the pyramid when you did yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That pyramid said, bam, 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 bam. check it off. <laughs> and like, you know, there was definitely gluten and there was definitely dairy and there was definitely, um, but there was no chips or sugar cereal or, um, you know, we didn't eat at Burger King. And so I grew up that way and I'm so grateful for my parents. Um, and, and I try to raise my son that way too, because we know that what you're building your cells out of and is, is and it's going to affect your taste buds mm-hmm. later on. And so that was definitely part, I think a part of it. And, and I, I did well in high school and I went to Michigan state for college. I actually thought I was going to be a, a vet. I'd, I would love to know what the statistics are on people that are what they declare their major in college. But um, I don't think it's super high. Yeah, I don't think so either. But that was why I chose that school. Um, They had a really good vet school. And it turns out that I just really love animals and Mm -hmm. pets, but I didn't necessarily want to operate on them. So I graduated with a communications degree with an emphasis in marketing, which is funny because I, 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 I would not say one of my strengths in my business is marketing or self-promotion. So, um, (laughs) but uh, I did that for a hot second after college. Um, seasonal affective disorder was a big part of of my college. I had a hard time. Michigan, what East Lansing specifically, I believe at that time was like the second cloudiest city in the country, and mm. also around about that second highest suicide rate. And I can tell you that I mean, when it's cloudy nine months out of the year, it it really affected me. Um, certainly. And so I couldn't wait to get out of Michigan, but I moved to Boston, which you uh, know, <laughs> growing up in New Jersey, I don't remember it being cloudy, but Boston was equally cloudy. So yeah. I worked in advertising there for a hot second, um, a year, about a year and a half. Now, did you know you had this? Or I did. I had one of the lights and everything, but by February I was just flat out not getting out of bed. Hmm. Um, and there was a lot of, when did you see that when you started your freshman year of college, was that kind of like, you started feeling like, like, how was that diagnosed? Um, I saw it freshman year. I mean, I have been in uh, depression and anxiety have been a huge part of my life until quite recently. Hmm. Um, and I've been in therapy since I was probably 16 and, um, on every medication out there, Hmm. uh, and, and nothing really worked, but I was, um, I, I, I went from a therapist in high school to, and a psychiatrist to one multiple, many, 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 cause it, it is hard to find one that is the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
and so that was di- I mean that I don't know how they diagnosed it, but they mm. diagnosed it and um and so we got a light and that didn't work. But you know, I was drinking a lot. Michigan State's a party school. Mm-hmm. Um and I was definitely partying too much. Mm-hmm. Um I, I did very well in school. I graduated magna cum laude. I was able to still party like six days a week. Yeah. Um, and so alcohol, of course, is not helpful with depression, we know. Yeah. And um, and so, um, but yeah, my sophomore year was the really rough yeah. year. Um, definitely. There was um there was some serious mental health challenges. I don't know how deep you want me to go into that. As but, much as you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um well, so there was there was I wound up in the hospital. Um there was an attempted suicide and I got through that. Um I thought I got through that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, we did, we, 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 we patched it up. We, we moved on. We do, we did what we know mm-hmm. to be the only thing we knew to do is mm-hmm. pick yourself up by your bootstraps and just keep one foot yeah. in front of the other. Just keep moving. Um, I don't think anybody really, I don't, I just don't think we had, we hadn't found a solution. There was the medication wasn't working. So we just mm-hmm. kept trying new medication. Um, and so, but were you, so from outside appearances, would people have thought you were fine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did mental health run in your family or was it situational? Um, you know, there is no official diagnosis mm-hmm. of mental health in my family. Um, I, I, I certainly don't see my grandmother was adopted. So we don't, there's a chunk there that we don't mm-hmm. know. I'm an only child. So I don't have any brothers or sisters to compare to. I would never say my parents are um, depressed or show signs of depression. I think that, you know, gosh, I don't want to tell their story, but I mean, I think that, that they're not, they don't take medication and they don't, aren't in counseling for anxiety, but I think that anxiety shows itself differently in different people. And I would have to say that they both have some form of, Mm-hmm. of anxiety, whether it looks, it looks to be very type A and driven and perfection and, and go, 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 which is me too. Um, but it, 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 I guess I just can't really, I can't speak enough on whether or not that's in my family. They certainly mm-hmm. don't have it, a formal diagnosis yeah. and they're not in counseling. Right. So, yeah. And, and it's a very small family. My, 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 my mother has a brother who is 12 years younger and lives in Illinois and we see very rarely. And my father has a sister who is 12 years older and we, I see, I have seen very rarely because wow. Illinois. And so, um, it, it was always me and my mom and my dad mm-hmm. growing up and, 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 and my grandma and grandpa, I spent summers with, so they were definitely a big part of my, of my story too. And my grandma, you know, she just passed away from COVID um, at mm. 12, I think it was 12 days before her 100th birthday. So oh, we were all done wow. for it. But she made it so long because she ate real food and mm. we'll get there. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like she didn't eat a bunch of boxes and bags and mm. processed this and that food like yeah. product. Hmm. Um, but I, I would spend summers with her. Okay. And my grandfather. And mm. and so it was kind of, you know, it's just a small family. I don't know. I think I got, all, oh, so then, so then I moved to Boston for a hot second. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, I got to go where the sun's always shining. Mm-hmm. So I moved. Um, so I decided, so my best friend, Amy, uh, was going to go run a marathon or she had run a marathon out in San Diego. And so we were going to move out there together. And she decided kind of. At kind of close to the time when we were going to be that she wasn't going to go, but I was going. Mm-hmm. So I went on um, a roommates.com and I found a roommate and I, um, I met him and his friend. They drove up from Philadelphia and they seemed normal enough. He was going out for grad school and I called his major professor to make sure he was actually enrolled in grad school. My parents were not happy about this decision, but my father had left the corporate America for um, and, and, and moved to California to open up a bakery. Um, I mean, I don't know what you call that, but courageous, let's yeah. just say, a big, yeah. a big move. And um, 
And so he really, I didn't feel like he had much of a leg to stand on. <laughs> so I was going to do what I was going to do. And, um, and I did it. And so, and then I, I, I wound up marrying that man who was my first husband. And your, your roommate. My roommate from roommates.com. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so we were there for five years and I, this is, this is a big part of my journey too. And I used to feel like that chunk of life, that 10 years of life was, I had put my journey of health and wellness kind of on hold. Um, oh, and I should say that a big part of that, this too was eating disorder. I, I left that out. I don't know how, but, um, <laughs> that was my first addiction. Mm-hmm. There's more that are, that, that will, are coming, but, uh, from a pretty young age. So I went to, I can remember a summer, it was middle school. That's awful for every girl. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. and, and, and boy too, but it's just an awkward age. And so there was probably a lot of changes that were going to happen anyway, but I spent a summer with my grandmother and I came back larger significantly. Um, and being an only child, I think there is just, I can see it with my own son. So there's certainly no blame or, or anything here, but all of the attention is focused on you and you are, um, worried about that only that one child. Mm -hmm. So there is some amount of, I think control that is just expected when you only have one. Um, and, and that was part of my story. And so I was right for the picking for some kind of a control Mm -hmm. addiction disorder Mm -hmm. because I, I felt so out of control Mm -hmm. of all my choices. And so like when I could see, when I saw how I could like control weight with food and exercise, it was like game on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get to the point where I had to be hospitalized, thank God. Um, but I know a lot of women that have, mm-hmm. and they are, they are friends of mine. And, and this isn't, this is not, I'm not unique here. <laughs> this is yeah. a story for a lot of Sadly, women. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately I am one of those women that had to be hospitalized. And so, um, I had an eating disorder as well and, uh, it put me about two months in rehab. So it's a story that is very common and very secret in a lot of our uh, women's lives and, um, and people like you speaking out, um, just as educational. I just had a friend reach out this week who's worried about her daughter and she reached out and she goes, what are the signs? What do I need to look for? Mm And Mm -hmm. it is, it is the, it's the pressure of being a teenager or an adult, um, of society. Yeah. I think there's a whole lot of reasons Mm -hmm. and, you know, I am, I'm very intentional. I share this openly, both eating disorder and addiction, because I feel like, um, I feel like God, now I can see now that I'm out of the weeds Mm -hmm. and now I can see that those things were put in my life so that I can help others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel very strongly about that. So it's not a secret that I want to keep. I want to share it. And I have, you know, even I have shared that on social media and have people reach out. Mm-hmm. And and if I could help even just one person, then it's all like worth it. And there's just no shame anymore. There was for a long time, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. But um, now I feel like it's a gift because it's an opportunity for me to be able to help the next person. Um, and, and yeah, so that was a, that was a big part of my story and food, right? So food Mm -hmm. is a part of that story. And I remember very vividly one therapist telling me, like, I think she was trying to gain my trust. She was, she was, she was one of the good ones. And, um, she's like, you know, you want to, you want to lose more weight. I mean, I was, did not need to, but she's like, you just, you know, stop eating carbs and eat more protein and fat. And, you know, this was back in the like, like fat is bad mm-hmm. <laughs> time, you know, mm-hmm. carbs were good. It was like my whole life was plain bagel and then purging. So, um, so there's certain memories like that, that just are like, you know, they're like seared in my brain. Um, and, and so my relationship with food for a long time was really unhealthy and now it is healthy, but I will tell you that it takes work every single day to keep mm-hmm. it healthy. You don't really recover. I don't think mm-hmm. 
I don't know anybody, and I know a lot of people that struggle with this, you don't really mm-hmm. recover from eating disorder or addiction, and they really are sort of one in the same, if you ask me. Um, at least for me, it worked that way. It, you, you, you are in recovery, and you mm-hmm. work every day to, to keep a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can spiral like the best of them and I have tools now and I, I can check myself and I can, I know what not to do. I know what I work with a lot of people and I work with people a lot of, it just seems like God sends me people that have similar struggles because mm-hmm. I can help. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of eating disorder clients and, and, and even if they, even if there weren't, I'm not the kind of person that is going to coach you on counting macros and calories and grams of this and that. That is, even just from a coaching perspective, that would put me in a pretty unhealthy place. Mm-hmm. Just the thought, it can spiral. Right, yeah. So mm-hmm. this is not my approach. And we can talk about that or not later. But what is my approach? But um, so... I, I, you know, there was more food and, and health and wellness or lack thereof. Right. But, but it was an interest in a fascination with food from, you know, gosh, that was like the end of sixth grade, summer of sixth grade that, that, that this whole, that, that whole cycle started. And, um, do you think that's a normal, uh, or maybe typical age for it to start with Women, particularly men as well. I mean, not leaving out men, yeah. but like the middle school age, do you think that's kind of the, um, where the seeds get planted? Gosh, I don't know the research on yeah. that, but I would, I would say that it seems like a normal time because your body's doing, you feel out of control of yeah. what's happening with your body. Mm-hmm. Your body's doing all kinds of weird things and it's just a super awkward age. And anybody that's going to have, is eating disorders aren't about food, really. They're about mm-hmm. control Absolutely. and, and you don't have much cause you're mm-hmm. a child. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if that was, that, that was just going to be my story and, yeah. and, and to want to have some sense of control. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, you're like coming of age, right? So that's mm-hmm. just the perfect time for it to come. I think it could probably happen anytime, but mm-hmm. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say yeah. that would be the majority, but I mean, I don't, I, I just don't, I just And don't I think know. you have different, I mean, so you have, um, different outlying reasons. You have the control part of it. Mine was more of a control part. Um, I was older. I was in my late twenties, early thirties when mine, mine hit. Um, but mine was definitely a control where I think with like uh, the young lady I'm kind of speaking of, uh, now I think it is very, uh, it's society controlled, uh, where, She's looking at other girls on social media. So, social like media. You know, I mean, just, I mean, in general, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. trying to, we compare as women, we compare ourselves to other women. We compare ourselves to the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. We compare ourselves to these people in magazines and, and they just, either, unfortunately, they're not real. Right. Um, and that's, you know, they've had work done or it's, that's Photoshopped or whatever. And, but we don't know that. We don't see that. We, we, we see that we need to be that size zero and, 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 you know, it's, it, but the other thing, it may be real. I mean, like, cause you, at least you said like, nobody would have known from the outside that you were no. dealing with this. Yeah. Right. So it may be that no, the outward appearance, they do look like they have it all together. But a lot of times internally, a lot of us struggle with things that nobody would ever know because right. we put on this front, right? No, I'm saying, well, I'm saying like the magazines we're seeing that they're, oh, yeah. that's what, you know, that's been Photoshopped. We're not putting real people out there. Right. Uh, and so to young women, they want to emulate and be like these supermodels. And not everybody has the the body capacity or the body for the or whatever, and so but they try and they try it through. Yeah, eating. yeah. I think and I saw I saw was it a Victoria's Secret catalog or something that came recently, and there were some like normal looking women in it, and I was like, kudos. Yes. Like, <laughs> but it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't no. be that I'm floored and yeah. blown away when I see it because that's the that's. And I, I also, gosh, you know, I mean, there's no way I, there's no way I could 
take this on because I'm too much too type A and, and it, it will be slow change, but it sure would be nice if our curriculum for our children included things like mindful, intuitive eating mm. and breath work mm. and meditation and like life skills that I don't feel yeah, like I agree. got. I had to fight and hit rock bottom multiple times before mm. I picked up, learned some tools that should be everybody's birthright. Like it yeah. should be part of a core curriculum. And, and, um, yes. Anyway. I agree. Um, so, so let's keep, let's yes. keep walking down yeah. your story. So you were in California and you said in that five years you were married to your husband from roommate.com. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And, um, and I got a job and I feel like all that took a back seat. Um, all like the eating disorder part of it. It's like part of it was I had a lot of time on my hands, you know, and I had, I could, I could sit and perseverate and control. And, and then I got a job and I made a lot of money at a young age. Um, I was in sales. I sold um, orthopedic braces for carpal tunnel, small company, and I launched their their product from like medical distribution into retail. So once you hit like CVS or Walmart or yeah. Rite Aid, yeah. you got a lot of doors and it went from like, you know, a tiny little company to, you know, and so Mike just commissioned. Mm -hmm. I just, and so I'm like, what, 23 making too much money for a 23 year old. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, but I was so busy. So this is where I learned. Uh, so I used to think that, 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 that my journey of health and wellness was put on hold for this 10 years, but really it was a really important part of the story. Right. And I can see now looking, looking back how God has sort of orchestrated all these different little pieces. Cause without that, I wouldn't know certain things. I wouldn't know yeah. how stress and lifestyle affect health. Um, I was working sometimes like 16 hour days, traveling five days a week. Um, I had a, a pretty toxic work environment and I had no work-life balance. And, um, and I traveling is hard if you're not intentional. I mean, exercise fell off my radar mm -hmm. and I ate at restaurants a lot. There was no home cooking all week long. So um, that takes a really big toll on a body. Mm -hmm. So I, I gained weight over the years. Um, and more than that, I was just a stress case, you know, because it's never enough. Like you, you meet your numbers, but then they want more yeah. and you always. meet your numbers and they want more. And it, and I always was able to, to provide them with that, but it's like, God, it's I, you. You couldn't pay me enough money to go back mm -hmm. <clears throat> to that type of 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 life, and um, and so I think that also. So I had a baby, um, and so my son is ten, and mm -hmm. that company was was shortly thereafter sold. But the plan was that uh, I had been making the money, and now he was in, you know, getting his. He was in, in was, we moved here. We moved here in 2006 after my husband was done with grad school. He had to do an internship and a postdoc. And after that, it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of the baby and stay home. And, um, and that, that I did that for, for a while, but <clears throat> I was, I suffered too from postpartum depression. This whole time, something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. I, 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 I never recovered. I was still taking medication, but by this time it was like just part of who I was. Mm -hmm. I, I just, and what, what are really the options? Like you can't, you can't go down the suicide route. Like that's not, and that's not an option. I learned that, but no medication was working. And, and so the only real option was to put on a, a heavy face and just, just try like, because nobody was able to help me. And so I, I, I mean, my husband knew, but, and my, my parents knew, but I don't think anybody really knew how, how bad it was. And, um, and I was working a lot, so I was able to keep my mind off of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it became more front and center. Um, I, I came off of medication. Um, I wasn't taking it while pregnant or nursing. And, um, and so the postpartum depression was pretty bad. 
Um, and the drinking had, so I, I think I kept the drinking at bay too. So the eating disorder and the drinking were kept at bay because they worked so much. So I was just mm. always working. So I just really didn't drink during the week. So but work became your work addiction. became my mm-hmm. addiction. Yeah. And then, and then I had a baby and I wasn't working. And I, I think for a while the anxiety was my addiction because I was a super anxious mom and all, I, all of my attention and focus was on him, but eventually I had to go back to work because it was, I was like, I can't do this. I'm not built to be a stay at home mom. And so, but I, I, I worked all week and I, I partied hard on the weekend. We drank, we had plenty of money back then because I made plenty of money doing. And so we drank really expensive wine, lots of it, ate ridiculous the expensive meals, always lots of wine and before and after dinner cocktails and, you know, um, just, just a lot. It was just a big party lifestyle less. And, and, and I think that, you know, my husband got kind of, he a little bit grew out of that with a baby, but I don't think I did because I was so miserable that that was the only way that I knew to have fun. Mm -hmm. So it was like all week. so that Friday I could like, yeah. Tie one on. Mm-hmm. And um and so that went on for a little while. And um I, I did get it, I got another, so I got an so nobody could figure out why I couldn't lose weight. So I, I lost I lost the pregnancy weight, but I was too heavy before I got pregnant. I mm-hmm. over the years I'd gained like 20 pounds, maybe. Um and and I you know, you do a number on your body with eating disorders. Mm-hmm. The metabolism, I don't know that it ever fully recovers. Um, it's like it's like a, a, a concentration camp victim. Like when you don't give mm-hmm. it enough food, I mean, it's... It always so, thinks you're starving. Yes. So it will mm-hmm. operate on next to nothing. And then when you eat healthy, it's like doesn't know what to do with it mm-hmm. for what well, I mean, eventually it will, it will normalize, but it takes work. And, um, I even, I remember I went to like a, a weight loss place and they were baffled, like the calories in calories. So this, now I'm, I'm kind of getting, getting closer to how I got, how I do what I do, but they, nobody could figure it out. And, um, and I was eating less than I was outputting, but not losing any weight. And so the calories in, calories out approach I knew based on personal experience was a load of horse shit mm. because I wasn't eating less than I was burning mm-hmm. and I wasn't losing any weight. Um, and so um, let's see. I got a, I got, I did go back to work at 18 months, but it was another sales job. I was making a third of the money um, that I was making and, 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 and I was just as miserable. It was just mm-hmm. travel, car travel rather than, um, you know, like plane travel. And I think that I, I think maybe I missed some signs that I wasn't taking care of my marriage or something, but, um, my, I, 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 I mean, I wasn't happy. Like never in my life can I remember really being happy. I was always Mm. like that meh emoji, you know, that was just my life. I mean, I would, I wasn't like suicidal. That was, there was alcohol involved there. I mean, I'm sure that, 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 that was not a sober decision, Mm -hmm. you know, in college, but I was, I wasn't, I was meh. And, um, Mm. and so I just kind of thought that that's what life was, was going to be like, but, um, so it got really bad when I started going through a divorce and, um, and that was a, that was just an, that was, that was, that was, the, <laughs> I thought that that was the lowest bottom it could ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was b- b- from the beginning to the end with custody and all, it was like, like three years ish. So was this a decision you had made or is this something he made? This was a decision he had made. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, um, it rocked my everything. Mm -hmm. Um, How long ago was this? So that was in 2012. Okay. And, um, October of 2012. So you went through it until like 2015. I got remarried. So yeah. So in through that process, I met somebody else and I got remarried in 2015. Mm. Um, and, and, uh, 
and I got my son back, you know, 50, 50 at that time. And, um, were you still drinking at that point? Um, so my second husband didn't drink much. So, um, and, and I couldn't drink during a custody battle. So mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking then, but that didn't help my situation. That mm-hmm. just made me think that I didn't have a drinking problem mm-hmm. because I didn't drink mm-hmm. for a year, but I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, then I met, then I met and married again and he didn't drink a whole lot. So for a while things were okay. They were, well, they weren't okay. They were meh. <laughs> they were just like they were before, you know, yeah, I thought like I had gotten through. I mean, that was like, I thought the worst that it could possibly be that, th- that three years. I mean, all it was, was lawyers and money and mm. testing and, 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 and psychological testing. And I mean, just awful. Um, and, and then once you're on that road, it, you can't pull it back. Like mm-hmm. once you, it's, it's the train is rolling. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 you know, I wouldn't have made th- that choice. I didn't leave either marriage. I, I wouldn't have, but now I can see that it was God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those were, um, not the healthiest relationships. Um, I definitely have co- or, or did have, I mean, I think I probably will always be in recovery from codependency too. I mean, I'm an only child and I don't know, control issues. I mean, all, just all the things, I mean, hashtag hot mess express, but it, mm-hmm. but I, I mean the, the level of recovery. Are any of us not though? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my question. Like, I think a lot of people maybe are better hiders yeah. of it, but I think really down deep, all of us have different things. So I come from six kids and I'm like, I always struggle with codependency, right? So it's like, I mean, it doesn't matter what you come yeah. from, what your family's like. I heard one time that every parent, no matter how amazing they were, their kids are going to still need therapy. Yes. Like just because we're humans in a fallen world where like we're all just doing the best that we yeah. can. And oftentimes the best isn't good enough. Right? Like right. for each other. And I learned from my parents' mistakes and my son will learn from my mistakes. And maybe, I heard this the other day, maybe somewhere down the line, somebody figures out how to do the parenting thing properly. But I don't, I, it's not yet. I can't imagine that there's a perfect parent out oh, there. Mm-hmm. And, and all we can do is, yes, everybody's got something. I think the really important thing is that we learn what our something is and that we work on it yeah. and not try to, be perfect because that is my another one of my character defects but to constantly strive to be better today than we were yesterday and Mm -hmm. to be more helpful and to like take the focus off of ourselves and serve others and and just you know that that that's the point Mm -hmm. um and so i am not that person anymore um but but and now what's, what's beautiful is that there was a lot of, I think also with that depression, there was a lot of self-loathing mm. because I, 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 I didn't feel like I just, I had a right to be depressed because what did I really have to be depressed about? Mm. I have a beautiful life. I had a beautiful childhood. My parents are amazing. I, I, I didn't want for a whole lot. I mean, they weren't rich or wealthy, but like I had food on the table. I had mm. like lot, there was love and and there was no fighting and there was no they're still married for god's sakes you know like not that divorce is bad and god i've done it twice but you know i i didn't really feel like i had a right to the depression so then there was a lot of self-loathing like what is wrong with me that's the spiral yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um now that i've done like a lot of healing i think that um I just, I, I sort of, I can't imagine what it's going to be like five years from now, right? Mm-hmm. Because I could even see the progression of like all of those things had to happen to lead me here. Mm-hmm. But so now I, I, I attract lots of healthy people into my life. But until you get some not perfect level of health, but until you get your brain and your emotions and your and 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 your heart healthy you're gonna attract yeah people that aren't right yeah mm-hmm. um and so mm-hmm. uh 
so yeah, so I thought that, um, you know, I knew marriage was hard, um, because I had done it before, mm-hmm. but I did not know what blending a family was going to be like. Mm. And that was really hard. And that was your second marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, I, I, ha- I harbor no ill will or resentment because this was God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. I was never going to leave a marriage. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just wasn't. I was never going to do that. So I didn't have the strength or the, or the courage. I mean, I was just going to sit in something unhealthy forever because of the, the, the loyalty and the commitment to the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just sort of how I am. My parents modeled that and I yeah. didn't, you know, so, um, I, uh, right. So once I got, I, once I got through that first divorce, I didn't know what to do with my life because all I knew was sales and, 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 and hard work and endless hours of, of busting my ass. Um, and I knew that I couldn't do that as a single mom. I, I definitely had to not do that. I had to show that I was a primary caregiver. I mean, there's a, a long, lots mm-hmm. of details in this story, but I had to be available. Yeah. I couldn't be on the road right, five days a week. Sure. And so, um, nor did I want to, because that life was not serving me well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't allowing me to serve anyone else. That's the other thing that is so I've realized about myself is that if I am not helping other people, I just, I can still go down that spiral, like feel like I'm like, you know, worthless or self pity. And like, and so like I needed a career where I was going to be able to serve others. And, um, and during that divorce, I also went and got certified to teach yoga, not to teach yoga, but to, for the experience Mm -hmm. and the learning of the philosophy and just for my own self and personal growth and development have always been something that I'm just interested in and it was such an amazing mind-blowing experience with tracy at holy cow i i i don't want to teach yoga ever um probably i mean i can but like but that was like that was just like so opened my everything my mm. i think and um we learned a little bit about ayurvedic medicine in there and I was like, that's what I want to do. And I remember I was talking on the phone. This was, this is like I, I, God winks. I mean, I talk all day, every day about God winks now. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I can see how things are happening and he's moving little chess pieces around. And I was talking to my friend, Julie, she lives in Switzerland. Um, I hadn't talked to her in probably a year and, um, I was crying and I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like I'm, I want to go study Ayurvedic medicine, but I can't because there's no school here and I've got to go to India or Florida or somewhere. And, and, um, and she's like, three of my friends went to this school and they love it. And so, um, I looked it up and I, 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 it resonated with me. I started to cry. You know, I felt the chills like this is what I'm supposed to do. So, and, um, and that was over five years ago. Hmm. And so I hadn't, I still like, there's been the, uh, now I'm high and I'm up, but I, it has not been a high five years. In fact, mm-hmm. I had never been as low as I was like when I hit my bottom. So, um, it turns out that that marriage didn't work out mm-hmm. and, um, it, that ended and, that sent me to a bottom that I don't think I knew existed. So mm-hmm. I was always drank too much. I mean, you know, like on the weekends and whatever, um, because it's really the only way that I knew how to have a good time, I feel like. But um, but the, 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 the epic, the feeling like such but an what, epic... What probably makes it even more effed up is that when you drank, you probably were really fun. Super fun. Right? Mm-hmm. Most of like, the time, I, I, yeah, I mean, there was some, some, but yes. But you were like the life of the party. Everybody's excited that Elisa was there. Like, so that's what probably is a bit of a mind mess up too. Yeah. Because it's like, but I am really fun when I'm drinking. Right? 
So what am I if I don't do that? I mean, that that's kind of the... I would imagine that would be a rub. Like, that would be a real challenge. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, um, for, for the majority of my adult life, that was the case. I think most people would agree that was the case. I guess I don't know, but I certainly felt that. Yeah. I certainly felt like I had fun. Everybody was more funny. Everybody was more fun. <laughs> I was more funny, you know? So, and I could dance too. <laughs> that was the only, I have not danced in sobriety. I don't know that that will ever happen, but like, that was, you know, like, there's a lot of anxiety too, social anxiety, and like it just made things possible yeah. too, and 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 things that weren't fun became fun, you know. And now I just say no to those things, like if I have no interest in yeah. doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, so so that the to have a second man walk out of my life mm. was awful. I, it really, it wrecked me. Um, and I needed to get wrecked mm-hmm. in order to get out. Like the, mm-hmm. you the only way, what is it that they say? Like the only way past it is through it. Yep, yep. Like I couldn't go around anything and I couldn't keep using a crutch. Like, so yeah, I may not have been drinking like alcoholically or some people would have looked at my alcohol use over the years and not said that there was a problem, but nobody would have looked at me and said that I was depressed either. Mm-hmm. So um, I may not have been hiding it or whatever until the very end, but um, I've always used it as a crutch. Like it's always been mm. a crutch. And, and so when, when, when that marriage was over and I felt like just it, I couldn't have been more of a failure. My business, um, was not. So when, when I went back to school and then I graduated, I was so blown away by that experience and coming, moving here from San Diego, Hmm. um, the state of South Carolina, I felt like, everybody's going to be knocking down my doors. Like I had so much wisdom and I was going (laughs) to save the world or certainly the state of South Carolina. This is not rocket science. What I do, I can help so many people. And I was excited and I was fired up and I built a website and I designed brochures and I, and like I started doing some networking and it, it didn't happen. And I was like, what? Um, I think maybe God had, a little more humility in mind for me and a little more patience to things, you know, that I, I think I needed. And so I Two hard things to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And humility, I see differently than I did before humility. I used to think, well, I'm humble. My gosh, I have this self-confidence mm-hmm. of a gnat. Like I don't like myself. I hate myself, but it's not that it's that you can't do it on your own right. it's that like exactly. you know like yeah. it's not that you're like it's 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 the op i mean that's just that's just more ego in the opposite direction it's exactly. that you, yeah so i just um i really was like i mean i had tremendous success in a sales career at a very young age and i just really thought and 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 this was what had been taught to me growing up too: work hard mm-hmm. work harder work more mm-hmm. work longer you will get it and that wasn't working. And so I was feeling like a failure there already. That's like talking to a person that speaks another language. You know that because we talk yes. louder and we talk slower. And if they don't understand our language, they're not going to get it. Right. And so then we start doing charades. And so it's like, yeah, it's so that's like the, I, I just had that vision. I was because we had someone that over here the other day that didn't speak English. And I was just like, screaming at them it's just like he doesn't understand talking louder and more slowly is not going to make him understand yeah so it's like that's what we do we hide into work and we do it more and we do it harder and it's like it's not changing it's a it's it's insanity and 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 the ticket is the surrender Mm -hmm. and the turning it over Mm -hmm. to a power greater than yourself or at least that has been the ticket for me because i couldn't do it I was not, I, and, and my lesson lately, and I have not conquered this. I have not perfected this, not by a long shot, but I am starting to see through all the messages around me that my lesson is to intentionally try to work less Mm -hmm. and move slower, Mm -hmm. talk slower, do less. And it is so 
it is so ingrained in like every fiber of my being to do the opposite that it is like really difficult. <laughs> so I talk fast, I move fast. I, I am, I'm extremely passionate, type A, high, strong, driven, like go more louder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where, this is what I'm working on. And, and, and man, I can beat myself up to, mm-hmm. to the, to, to the power of 10 as well. So then when I'm working on this and I don't get it, I'm like, man, why can't I get it? You know? So it is, but that is my, that's my lesson, but mm. it wasn't, it wasn't coming. And, um, I had, you know, I had clients, I had great success with the people that I had. The other thing that I realized is that I had to get over myself. So selling yourself, I could sell, I say this all the time, it's super cliche and I'm, I can hear the eyes rolling from here, but I could sell ice to an Eskimo. Mm-hmm. I could sell anything to anyone. I was extremely successful, but I, I can't, I couldn't sell myself. It mm-hmm. felt awful because I didn't, I didn't, it's, it's, it's selling me. And yeah, I had a really yeah. weak, um, belief in myself still, mm-hmm. you know, like I just, I'm, I don't know where what were I, you selling. Let's my brand, my what, services. What were your services? N- nutrition services, nutrition, like whole life nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what was your elevator speech? Oh, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have one. And I think I still don't really have one. I, I feel like it is difficult to explain what I do because it is so unique with each person. Mm-hmm. So I cannot really have an elevator speech. Um, if anybody out there listening wants to help me work on that, that'd be great. <laughs> but I, so what I learned Um, so all of my education just supported everything that I already knew, Mm -hmm. right? So that it's not just the food that we're eating. In fact, I can optimize the food that I'm eating and still have all of the same problems. If you're in a toxic relationship or you hate your job Mm -hmm. or you're not sleeping, you don't drink enough water, you don't move your body and you have no connection to a higher power. All of that is integrated. So it doesn't matter how many calories you're ingesting and how many calories you're you're outputting. If all that's not aligned, then, then, and something's even off, like your spine, if there's anything out of line, you're going to have pain. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect. There's going to be a disconnect and and your body's going to produce cortisol. Your body's going to hold on to, to things, whatever. I mean, it could be, you can eat an egg, white, and you're not in the yolk, and it's going to hold on to it if right. you don't have everything in the limit. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Like when I went through that divorce, I guess I failed to mention this, which is super important. Um, all that all that weight that I was trying to lose, yeah, like and eating perfectly, yeah, I dropped 25 pounds and lived on Whole Foods cookies and pizza. I my caloric it was intake Whole Foods. It was- went up. Right. It was, it was healthy. <laughs> so I increased, like, like I, I, I'm not proud of those decisions, mm-hmm. but that's what I had to do to get through that divorce. And so I actually ate more and ate way worse and lost weight. And so it's not wow. just calories in, calories out. It is, it, there are so many other factors at play. And when I, when I went to school, I, it, it validated what I already knew. And, and yet it mystified so many doctors, mm. <laughs> nurses mm-hmm. of like, you know, anyway. So, um, so I, I, I learned that the, the other thing is that it's just, it, most of the time it's not that difficult. It's not rocket science. It's a couple small changes. I think what a lot of people do wrong is that they go all in, which is great for me because I'm an all in kind of person. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect reminder because I have to remind every single client that going all in is not the way to go. And so in doing so, I'm reminding myself Mm -hmm. um, because going all in is not sustainable. So it is small incremental changes that we build on from week to week, session Mm -hmm. to session. And in the end, um, you should look back six months later, not recognize who you are and also not feel like you've done any work. And mm. if that is the case, then I've done my job and so have yeah, they. And wow. it's a beautiful experience um, because it's happening slowly. It's gradual. It's in and it's, it's incremental, but nothing, no change in and of itself is really all that drastic. So do you do um, like 
therapy along with so i'm not a life coach but i i feel like i am often a life coach Mm -hmm. Uh, i haven't yet well i guess there's been one client that has sat on my couch and and hasn't cried but most everybody does because we don't get to be 30 pounds overweight or just significant gi dysfunction or all kinds of autoimmune because we didn't know it wasn't a good idea to eat Chick-fil-A every day. Right. Like we get there because there's often almost always an emotional component Mm -hmm. to why we are where we are and food and the relationship with food is so tricky because like with, with alcohol or drugs, you can just quit. You have to, in Mm -hmm. fact, but you can't just quit eating. Mm -mm. Um, And, and, and there's a book out there by Deepak Chopra that I love called What Are You Hungry For? Mm-hmm. And and that is a big part of the puzzle is why are we eating? So intuitive eating, what are we eating? Why are we fueling our bodies? Why are, why are we choosing? Is it fuel even? Mm-hmm. Um, are, it, I feel like it should be f- fuel or it should be social, so, which is so much more important. Mm-hmm. You know, social isolation, gosh, I hope I get the statistic right, is worse for your health than um, smoking, mm-hmm. diabetes, and high blood pressure combined. Yep. Yeah, I used to work in the aging population for 15 years in the isolation with an elderly person. We we're like, you, you might as well just go ahead and smoke a pack of cigarettes, two packs of cigarettes a day because you're doing worse for, uh, from isolating yourself in your room than, than what cigarettes are going to do to your body. I mean that's that's telling how how we are social beings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I can't stress that enough. Like everybody says and stress, I just use the word. Mm. Like stress is bad for your health. And stress is bad for your health. Yes. It is so bad for your health. It is worse for your health than the food that you're eating. Like it it is and sleep. Like those two things mm. I I just feel like I can't hammer and sleep is I'm not perfect. That's another thing that I would really love that people know about me is that I don't do any of this perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I do this for a living. Yeah. It is impossible to be in perfect balance all the time. But we're, as long as we're working on achieving balance and con- constantly like checking in, that's the, th- that's the magic mm-hmm. in what I do really. I mean, it, it, I, I'm not, I'm not a magician. I have no superpower. I'm certainly not a doctor. Um, I, I'm, I'm an account, I'm, I'm accountability. So you come, right. I give you some suggestions. I have a little bit more knowledge than you probably, but not tremendously. And I mean, there's Google, you can find all this stuff out. It's not like I don't have any secret information, but I'm accountability and I provide maybe the right combination of steps to get you to where you, you know, you want to go. Um, but it's it's but really you personalize it. Yeah. Like Google, Google yeah. can't do that's, that, right? That's yeah. true. But it is it's it is uh, oftentimes a lot of experimentation, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's the point too. Because I don't want people to need me for the rest of their life. Actually, I, I mean, maybe a annual or twice a year check in or something. But if I've done my job, you'll know when you're out of balance. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to read the messages from your body. I mean, right now, you, your body may be telling you that it wants Oreos, but it's not. We, it, it's just, this, it's it's drunk on chemicals and sugar. So once we clean that out, like the body is a perfect biocomputer and it wants to be in health. That's like homeostasis. It wants to be there. So we'll go back there if we just give it what mm-hmm. it needs. And yes, everybody's body is different. So everybody needs like your bio profile is going to be different from yours. Mm-hmm. So you don't, that's, that's another thing. I mean, people are like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. There's paleo and vegan and there's just as much research for both. Well, that's because they both work, but they both work for different people. <laughs> and so you can't just pick one because it's got a lot of good reviews. Like it's got to be right for your body. And so we're going to figure out the figuring out the bio profile takes a little while and what foods are going to be right for you versus you. Um, but that's what people do, right? They'll try keto and go, "Ugh, that didn't work for me. And then they'll just forget it. Because it's like, it didn't work for me, and they just get frustrated and go forget it. Or, or it works, and then it immediately comes back on the minute you eat a donut. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's there's so much information yeah. in there or out there in the what's healthy, what's not, what's good for you, what's bad, you know. And uh, so much conflicting that, to me, having 
actually having a coach that can get to know you personally and walk with you in your journey and be your guide. Yes. I mean that to me that's mm-hmm. that's significant. It that that is that's that's the magic. It's the accountability and the mentorship and the keep and making sure that you're not doing too much too fast and that you're and if something doesn't work then we tweak it and make it make it right. So yeah, but but really, I mean, eat more real food. Mm-hmm. Eat less stuff in a box or a bag. Eat, you know, shop the perimeter. Sh- yeah, shop the perimeter. Eat, like eat less out, more home cooked or and 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 then we got to figure out a way to make that happen based on your lifestyle. If you're a pilot versus a stay-at-home mom, even with the same yeah. bio profile, we got to figure out how to make these, you know, these things happen, but eat more vegetables. Eat 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 more fruits and vegetables. Everybody, no matter what the bio profile, nobody's getting enough because this yeah. the nutritional the quality of our food is just deteriorating. It's nutritionally depleted and, and you got to eat so much more than you did 30 Mm. years ago to get the same effect. And, and yes, everybody's going to have a different amount of protein needs. And some people are going to need maybe more animal protein than others, but I would venture to suggest that however much animal protein they're eating, they can probably eat less. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so how much do they need? I don't know. We have to work and experiment and figure it out. How much carbs do they need? It's going to vary based on the person, but it, it, it's definitely not going to be like, we don't need to be eating it in a box or a bag, like a whole, a whole grain, you know, um, is, is, is going to make a big difference and nobody's drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what, how much should we drink? How much water should we drink? It's today? different for every What's... person, but a good place to start is half your body weight. Okay. Um, but like, for instance, I have some adrenal dysfunction as I think a lot of people probably do. Hmm. Um, just, just the amount of stress that I've gone through in the yeah. past 10 years, um, is, is a, is a lot and you yeah. don't recover from that quickly. So, I mean, I just, I could put a hundred ounces of water in my body every day and still show dehydrated hmm. um, because I, I have my, my um, electrolytes are, are off. So I salt my water and, you know, ah. you know, it's so funny. We were, we were walking down to the beach the other day and um, I don't drink enough water. Uh, and, but that's really all I drink. I mean, I'll drink, we don't drink caffeine. Um, but we don't have sodas or anything like that. We do drink alcohol occasionally. It's not an everyday occurrence, but that's what we drink. I just don't drink enough liquids, period. Um, but we went out, the, our, our plants were kind of dying on the porch and we went and, and uh, we watered them. And the next day they were literally vibrant and alive and, and, and I don't know why it's taken me 48 years to get that to click. <laughs> <laughs> visual, that, but yes. that visual. And, yeah. and uh, literally, I was like, I'm literally, that's how, that's how I feel. Because I'm not sleeping. And I'm completely just exhausted all the time. And that's how that flower was. He was like, ah, he just, he was just kind of like, I just, just don't have water. no energy. Yeah. And when we watered it, and it was no yes. plant food, it was just water. And he perked back up, or she perked back up, and I was like, I mean, it was very, very visual. Like it was all of a sudden, these wilted leaves became strong leaves again overnight because of water. Sometimes even several hours. Yes. Yeah. And so it was just it. it, it, Like I said, it took me uh, almost forty nine years to to get that to click. So I've been really purposeful about drinking more water, drinking more liquids, any liquids. I mean, it's but that's all we really have in the house. So so stress will cause you to need more water. Well, I mean, that's too much of a blanket statement. Yes. I mean, in the long run, like stressing the body to the point where the adrenals aren't working properly Mm -hmm. um, can, Mm -hmm. but maybe not, it's not necessarily the water, it's the like electrolyte Mm -hmm. balance of electric. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's too much of a broad statement. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but yes, in the, in the end, what I would like is for people to be like, oh, I don't feel good. Something happened. I have a stomach ache. I ate something and I don't feel well. And then be able to say, okay, well, hopefully they weren't eating something with a billion ingredients. First of all, if you're eating something that has five or six or 10 ingredients, you'll be able to isolate the food mm-hmm. part of it. But also 
by then they'll they'll they should know all that easy and they'll be like well i don't understand it's the same thing i i I don't have a problem with those foods because elisa showed me that i don't have a problem with those foods but let me check in like did i did i get into an argument with my spouse did i how was my sleep last night did i drink enough water what was my food like yesterday have i had like have i gone to the bathroom today did i did i move my body oh Oh, like this happened to me the other week. I was short fused with my son and I was like, man, did, like where are, where are all the pillars of my health? Where are all the ingredients in my healthy life recipe? And I was like, I didn't move my body today. That is not, it's not, of course, that's why I raised my voice, you know, and, and I can pinpoint it. So if wow. you've worked with me for a while, mm-hmm. you can see like, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's what that was. Huh. But, um. But that takes time. And nutrition is cumulative, too. That's the other thing Mm. that people get frustrated with because they want a pill to fix it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a pill. I sell sell stuff, too. But even that, if it's real food, if it's whole food... It's going to build. You've got to wait for your body to be build, built up of what you're feeding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're generating new red blood cells like every four months. And so you f- build them out of good stuff. And it's not going to happen overnight. Well, we want all that. We want right. everything mm-hmm. overnight, right? right. Oh, I'm going to start working out and in a week I want to see results. Right. I mean, it just takes it just takes time to build things up and to create good habits and to build strength and all of that. Oh, man, this is good. Mm-hmm. We have to wrap this up because yep. we're, we're over time. Um, but Stace, I see I'm not you. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's okay. It's all, it's just thank you for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a hard road that you've walked and But I love that you are very, very purposeful now about sharing it and being mm-hmm. transparent because you long to help other people with the hard road that you've walked. So thank you for that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any questions you needed to ask her that are burning? I saw you writing down things. Oh, no, no. I have my question. I'm going to ask her. If, okay. Uh, let's, let's since we're over time, let's wrap it up with your one question. Yeah, I'm just going to ask. You don't even have to ask a number. Um, this is a two-part question, but you put it together. If you, uh, dead or alive, if you could have dinner with somebody, who would it be and what would you serve? Since we're talking about food. I mean, you know, my grandmother is top of mind, so um, she she should have turned 100 back in August, and um, so I would want to have dinner with her, and I would serve her. Um, I would probably up health, which is one of the things that I love to do, take a recipe and then up health it. I'd up health her chicken and biscuits and then her um, apple crisp. Mm. Oh man! Can I, we come? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to say? I mean, no. I I I feel like this wasn't really supposed to be about my business, um, and mm-hmm. this was really supposed to be about my story. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hopefully, I got that right. And Absolutely. I feel like I feel like I I definitely told my story, and um, and. Yeah. No, it's, and you're exactly right. And I think a lot of people do come in thinking it's all about business. It's not that with us. I mean, we're about the relationship. And I think the people who will need your services will know it because they hear your story. Mm -hmm. And then they'll connect with your story and go, wow, I can, I can relate to that. And I need that kind of service in my life. So um, we do talk about businesses and because it is GSD entrepreneur, um, but it's much more about the person. So and Thank you for sharing yeah, your story. That's the way that it should be because I'm going to be able to serve the people that relate to the story, yeah. um, not some other, you know, I mean, those are, that's just, that what's makes it the right fit. So. You got yeah. it. You got it. Well, we'll link all your contact information in the show notes. So if somebody wants to connect with you, they certainly can. We need to wrap this up. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for hitting play on this. We told you this was going to be a good one. And we certainly, Mm -hmm. at least I don't think, disappointed in that. Lisa's story is pretty amazing. We hope you go make it an awesome week. And we'll be back with you next week. Thanks. 